we'd like to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Now, let's get to the show. My name is Grace Mulvey. I'm a comedian, human woman, and lifelong fad dieter. From the moment I walked out of my mother's womb, I've been on a diet. That's 31 years of no carbs, no sugar, and no crack. It's time to say enough already. Now, I'm not saying I'm a nirvana of self-love and acceptance, by the way. But I am saying that I'm no longer willing to spend all of my time, money, and energy on fad diets. And I'm Connor Dowling, writer, filmmaker, and world-class warrior. Years of fitness models, crotch fiends, and get-thin-quick schemes have melted my brain and left me overweight and unimpressed. I've wasted years of my life obsessed with what I eat and how I look. So now, I finally know what's making me feel like crap all these years. Fad diets. We are not health experts. I repeat, we are not health experts. We are just here to talk about and laugh at our experiences of bullshit diets. Disclaimer, please, whatever you do, don't hurt yourself with any of these crazy weight loss topics we discuss in the show. This podcast won't make you thin, but it might make you laugh. Welcome to Fat Camp. Is that you working out at home? Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my home workout. Have you been working at home much uh, during the past few months? Locked in? Oh, uh, a lot, I have to say. And that, by the way, really? this isn't, yeah, this, uh, I don't, and I, you know, you don't like saying it because in case you make someone feel bad or anything like that, that's not what I want at all. It's basically just, I found during lockdown, the only way to keep myself sane was to just, I had like a workout, just kind of routine set up. And it really, really helped. Also, you see, I, I'm obviously working from home full time now. My office is actually like completely closed from my day job is completely closed now and never to reopen. So um, working from home is like full time for me. And although I live with people, I they are still working in offices or going out to work. So like during the day, you're here by yourself for hours. So I just I don't find it relaxing to go on my lunch and sit by myself. <laughs> And sort of have a coffee break by myself. So I have gotten into the routine of just exercising at my lunch break. And uh, I've had a great. While eating yeah. lunch or. While eating lunch, while drinking coffee. It's dangerous. But listen, I now have third degree burns up and down my body. But my God, am I turned? I am and, turned. <laughs> and how are you achieving these workouts? Are you doing a lot of cardio? Are you doing bodyweight exercises? Or do you have any gadgets or fitness equipment? So, okay, I... Basically, I'm doing um, hit workouts because I've always been one of these people where I can't stand the thought of having to do a workout for like an hour. Like I don't understand yeah. when people are like, an hour of my life every day is just too much. So like I hit workouts for me are like, oh, these are like 20, 25 minutes grand, you know, that'll do. But uh, I've been doing the YouTube kind of following someone on YouTube doing a hit workout and I have some um, weights and like a little yoga mat type of thing. But... No other big gadgets like that. But these are weights now as well. A lot of people know during lockdown, it has been impossible to buy weights. Like I said, like they've just been so, like that's how crazy the whole at home workout thing is gone that you can't really buy weights anymore. Like, you know, you're waiting a long time. Ha ha. So um, <laughs> there's a long wait. There's a big weight to buy small weights. Yeah. Well, it's a very heavy weight to buy weights at the moment. But yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Well, that's interesting because today on the show, we're talking about home exercise equipment. What? And <laughs> what? Can you believe it? Can you believe? Can you believe it? So I'm sure we have all sorts of experiences with home exercise equipment over yeah. the years. But one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this today was because... Uh, particularly during the pandemic, there has been a massive trend in people starting to exercise more at home, as we yeah. both know from your lunch uh, lunch at home workouts, which means... My lonely me lunch at home workouts. That's what I call them. My lonely lunch at home <laughs> workouts. And do you eat lunch before or afterwards? Oh, after. after. Yeah, there's okay. absolutely like no the way. Yeah. That's the reward oh, from all of the workout. Absolutely. And are, are, 
Are you showering or are you just like going like full? Connor, okay, don't shame me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that as a no. (laughs) No comment. Am I showering every single time? No comment. But I will not be shamed on my podcast with you, okay? Um, well let's just say there's probably been a lot of sweaty zooms which is totally fair <laughs> enough people don't need to know that you're wearing like yoga pants while uh i just biz- business yeah situation. i just tell them there's something wrong with my camera like i'm like oh there's supposed to be something that's why i look so shiny don't even worry about it <laughs> are you working out right now yeah yeah or they're just like oh my god grace you have such a beautiful shine off your skin and i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> but One of the things that happened during the pandemic when people were working out at home was they started to buy a lot more equipment because they wanted to stay or get turnt. The elusive turntness, as we all know. (laughs) And stats from America have shown a 600% increase in sales of kettlebells, exercise bikes, treadmills and other workout gadgets to use in the home. So this allowed retailers to stay afloat, which is great, and fitness startups to make massive money through selling home workout products on Amazon. Some stores have jacked up their prices as much as 400%, um, like this calorie counting jump rope that can be yours for only $400, folks. What? A calorie counting jump rope. So it's basically a, a, a plastic rope with handles on it. And there's also a little thing that like counts calories or tells you how you many calories you've You are joking. And that costs 400, $400. 400 smackers. Yeah. You are joking. Surely you could one. just, you could just look it up. Like afterwards, if you went, I skipped for 10 minutes, Google that. And you know what, lads? That's free. That little Google search is free. That's and nuts. do you want to know something else? You can actually do jump rope skipping without a rope. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, Grace, I'm 100% serious. Did you know, like, think about jump rope skipping. What's actually happening? What's that, what's, what is that action? Like, describe that action for me. Like, you know, it's so funny. I've never thought about it before, but that's so true. Like, all you have to do is jump up and down and move your arms. Now, like an insane person, but you can do it without the rope, realistically. Get, hot take here. You can get just as good of a workout jumping up and down about about six inches off the ground uh, about a hundred times. Now, don't take this as an exact workout because you'll probably hurt yourself and die. Yeah. But, you know. The Connor Dowling, the Connor Dowling uh, phantom rope. skip skip rope. <laughs> If you ever see me just jumping lightly off the ground at home, (laughs) it means I'm in the middle of a heavy, heavy workout session. Could Um, you imagine? Do you know, like, do you remember that film Hook where they imagine the food that they're eating and then suddenly there's food there? I feel like that's you working out at home with the jump rope. No jump rope there, but you're just imagining it and doing it anyway. Yeah, perfect. I visualize that I have the most expensive and unnecessary gym equipment when I work out at home. I have uh, a I have a phantom skipping rope that tells me I'm beautiful every time I burn ten calories. And listen, it, it, like it would have cost me two thousand dollars on Amazon, but actually just cost me nothing because it's in my mind. Yeah. So if you're thinking of buying a four hundred dollar jump rope, skip it. Is what we're trying oh, to say. All right, got you there. Okay. So you. one of the thing, one of the biggest. Treadmills are the most popular home exercise piece of equipment. Mm. And we've got some very interesting facts about treadmills coming up later on in the episode. So do stay tuned. But I'll give you a little bit of a background on treadmills to begin with. The first one that was developed as a piece of exercise equipment was invented by a mechanical engineer named William Staub in the late 1960s. He came up with the idea after reading a book on aerobics, which said that running a mile in eight minutes, four or five times a week would result in better fitness, which seems like pretty yeah. Solid advice. You know, yeah, if I could yeah. run a mile in under eight minutes, four or five times a week, I think I'd be in pretty good shape. Run a mile in eight minutes? Run a mile in eight minutes, four or five times a week. Yeah. <sighs> I don't that's know. A lot. <laughs> that's a, isn't a four minute mile like the best ever? That's yeah, that's yeah, the four minute mile. And has yeah. that, that never been beaten? I think the original one was like four minutes, 22 seconds. And people were like, oh, that just can't be beaten. You know, it can't be beaten. And then yeah. someone, Roger Roger Bannister, some guy was like, I can, I'm going to beat the shit out of that record. And <laughs> he made that record his bitch, apparently. And he got underneath that number. And pe- then people went on to break that even further. So it's like one of those inspiring stories. But I think, yeah, four minutes roughly is like, 
kind of the because I like I I obviously being in Ireland I I I'm I do a bit of running humble brag really? but um yeah I do, how dare you <laughs> I didn't know that about you <laughs> you said that really you're looking at me through Zoom by the way I know no one can see this but that was so insulting um but <laughs> no that was because I know that you do run a lot and you I never know. bring it up <laughs> shut up. <laughs> You know how you know someone you runs because I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I'm running, I'm running from all my, all my fad dieting memories. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, cause I do it in kilometers and I think I'm at like seven minutes, something a kilometer. Wow. So to me, eight minutes a mile is nuts. But that's, like that's, that's really, really impressive. Like seven minutes a kilometer. Like I think, yeah, no, I, I'm a million like miles away from that <laughs> and no but like to me that's actually like really like because when I think of miles it's still a lot to do but anyway sorry going off track there um I just wanted to everyone to know that I run um okay so treadmills were only used by doctors and Staub wanted to develop these machines that could be commercially available he called his first prototype the Pacemaster 600 when his products became a hit with customers he then began to manufacture treadmills for fitness gyms and for home use since then, treadmills have become one of the most ubiquitous, ubiquitous yeah. fitness. <laughs> I always feel like you put these words in to to <laughs> to trip me up, me being a runner, to trip up a runner. Um, since then, treadmills have become one of the most ubiquitous fitness equipment widely used uh, by a lot of fitness buffs. Have So you've been to a lot of gyms in your day. Have you ever uh, fallen off or had a near miss or injury on a treadmill? Just like even even like just a moment of like, oh, my God, that was a close one. Have you ever had any? Oh, absolutely. Like yeah, definitely. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? It's actually it is. I have to say there are times because they have the emergency stop, by the way. It's a big right. red button. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. looks like, you know, like the bat phone or something. You're like, oh, my God, reach for it. They have that there just in case. But there have been so many times and like. I think as well, particularly with treadmills, people feel like, you know, you go to gyms and usually if you join a gym, they'll do one day of kind of helping you set up. They always kind of actually skip the treadmill because everyone just assumes, sure, listen, it's an easy one to use. But I do always think like, I don't think enough people really are told when they start any kind of fitness journey you might be on. And I've started many in my time. You know, you, you start from like not really doing anything to going straight to the gym and you think, yeah. oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go for it at the gym. Like I'm going to like kill yes. myself every time I go in there. Yeah. You are going to do a serious damage to yourself. And the treadmill is one place that actually you kind of need to be shown and be like, if you are not a runner, if you, it takes a long time to build up to running, a really long time. Um, it's taken me 31 years. So I think that like on a treadmill, you, you should really be shown like, don't try sprinting straight away yeah. don't try like and as well you know you can do the inclines and stuff you are going to hurt yourself you might slip if you get really tired really quickly and so and also do you know what always gets me like it is one of my fears that my laces will come undone totally you know what I mean like and that because all it takes is one second for you to trip up and you are slammed down on your face oh my god <laughs> yeah I I do remember like one of the first I don't know, there's been, there's been so many times where I've gone to like a new gym, you know, and going like, right, this time I'm going to yeah. get in shape and all that. But one of the first times I went to the gym and I was using the treadmill, I remember there was one time where I was running and I had like, you know, like at the time, I, you know, it shows the, the 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 period it was, but I had like an MP3 player or something, you know. that Oh, the song. 80s were a good time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that feels like you're talking about. in your pocket. <laughs> oh, um, and it was it, Alanis Morissette's one hand in my pocket. That's what I was listening to. <laughs> It was the style at the time. But whatever happened, you know, because you're you're flailing around the place like a mad person. And yeah. I think I had me, I was getting up good momentum going to the gym. You know, I'd been going like my three times a week. Yeah. And I was building up a bit of fitness. I was losing weight. I was getting fit. And I remember I, I think I like just moved my hand in a certain way and like reefed the earphones out of my ears or out of the MP3 player. And MP3 player fell down onto the treadmill <laughs> and I think I like instinctively like went to like grab it and like the, the of course you know as soon as the, the mp3 player hits the the moving um yeah mats on the treadmill it just gets like jettisoned off behind you you know but like I, I just instinctively went to reach for it because like you know you're working out you're sweating you're not exactly yeah. like in your 100% no. right frame of mind you know you're kind of you, you get into a false sense of security that like yeah. you know 
the ground is like solid beneath your feet, which it absolutely isn't. And I think it went flying away. I managed to like steady myself, save myself. I didn't fall, but I think I like hurt my ankle, right? Jesus. And and of course, you know, you're embarrassed as well. It's like there's loads of other people in the gym yeah. watching you and all that. Uh, so and you always feel like those people know more than you. Like, I don't oh, know totally. what it is about gym mentality, but I always think, well, those people know yes. how to, they probably know how to make this machine, yes, let alone absolutely. use it. I look like a fucking idiot, like, you know I mean, all the time. And funnily enough, and this is actually kind of like a recurring theme for me, I think I did hurt my ankle at that time. Um, not not in any major way, but it just meant I couldn't do any kind of strenuous stuff yeah. on it, um, particularly like running on a, a crazy treadmill. And then, so that stopped me from going to the gym for a few weeks and I lost my momentum, you know, and yeah. like all of that fitness I had been kind of building up, particularly all that cardio kind of went out the window. Um, mm. And then there was a, a, a period, and this was actually only about two or three years ago. Like you said, I went into the gym going, right, this is the time I'm going to like kick some ass. I'm going to run a marathon by the end of this year. I'm going to be, you know, uh, able to run properly for the first yeah. time in my life, like, you know, with yeah. good endurance and keeping up uh, speed and all that. And for the first week or two, it was great. And then I was constantly trying to like beat my personal best, you know, just my own kind of little goals that yeah. I was kind of set myself. And I, so which resulted in me like trying to sprint. And then... Uh, I got shin splints. I got like really bad shin splints, which yes. took a while to kind of go away by themselves. And then months later, when I was like, right, let's try this running thing again. The sh- it was like the shin splints just came right back. And oh, honest gosh. to God, since then, I've been like, yeah, I think I'm going to sit out the running because like I was having trouble walking and stuff as well. Like, you know, because like yeah. if you're like a really heavy person and you start like sprinting on a treadmill. Oh, know, yeah. Like start like you're putting a lot of weight on like kind of the yeah. lower half of your body. So it's very dangerous. But we have even more stories about this uh, as we go on. But we'll just say this, Connor. Shin splints are one of the worst injuries at any, like anyone. Would, and by the way, you don't even have to be a runner to get them. Like you could have just done some random yeah. exercise where you might have been jogging for a second. And next thing you Jump they'll rope. hit. One time, I just want to say this. I was, I didn't even understand what was happening. Um, but I, I had done the half marathon. I know, humble brag. But it was a really hot day and I'd sweated out all my salt basically yes. like all the salt and I was once again an extreme dieter at the time okay um so around because it was such a hot day they had been handing people loads of sports drinks during the race but I didn't ever take sports drinks I was just like no water only sports drinks are just full of sugar and I don't oh need that in my life by the end so I had lost so much sodium out of my body that I was like walking and when you finish the race I started walking right I got outside the first eight ten to where my bag was and I stopped for the first time in about three hours and immediately fell to the ground and my oh. legs started spasming completely what? and the shin splints were coming right up and down my leg. No, I mean, oh. I was on the ground. By the way, I I think, I mean, most people who, who probably listen to the podcast know that I'm not exactly a quiet person. I was screaming <laughs> and there was these two young women at the first aid tent, who I'm going to say didn't know what they were doing. I think they were just probably left there because someone else went on their lunch and they were just staring at me on the ground, writhing in pain. And I just was like, get some, like, help me, help me. And then another runner came over and she just went, yeah, like, have you drank any, any sports drinks today or anything like that? No. And I was like, no. And she's like, yeah, you just, you've sweated out all your sodium. She gave me a sports drink and she was literally like, just wait 20 minutes. And then 20 minutes later, I was able to get up. And just walk That's off. Crazy. It was just a, but it was, what was so funny was watching two first agers stare at me yeah. on the ground. <laughs> and I was just like, you definitely shouldn't be here. Right. Anyway, sorry. Do you need a plaster? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, and I can show, that- they were like, I can show you some CPR. I was like, I don't need CPR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need someone to look at my legs. Yeah. To think that you would be like, you know, in such like an endurance fitness race and, you're still denying yourself. Like it's yeah. just, uh, it's, it's kind of typical, isn't yeah. it? Like, um, so most people, Grace, do work out for years without incident and like mm-hmm. fair play to them. Honest God, I, I mean that sincerely. Like if you're working out for years and you're having no injuries, that's great. You know, yeah. there are thousands of people every day who sustain serious injuries while using fitness and gym equipment in the gym and at home. Yeah. Um, exercise 
equipment injuries can be caused by design flaws, manufacturing defects, faulty installation and improper use. And to be honest, uh, to add to that, I think the improper use is the big one, you know, because it it really is you're putting this... uh, equipment in the hands of people who have all sorts of backgrounds and experiences and goals as well you know and without like a kind of constant supervision by an expert um chances are people are going to hurt themselves and end up going away from the gym going away from exercising while they recover and then it's often not going back to it you know because it could be a permanent injury or they could have just lost their momentum altogether in america and most of our stats are from America because like it's pretty much impossible to find Irish stats on things. And Irish stats <laughs> aren't really that impressive either. It's like 10 people went to the gym last year in Ireland. Your uncle went to the gym and you're like, oh, that's nice for him. <laughs> oh, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> uncle Pat, but very good. In America, more than half a million people end up in the emergency room each year with injuries caused by exercise equipment. Of those, more than 43,000 are critically or fatally injured. So people Jesus. are actually dying from uh, gym and exercise related injuries. Um, have you got any any jokes for, for that? Uh, <laughs> any that? any death jokes? Um, listen, Connor, <laughs> thanks for putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I, I don't either. But, you know, a lot of people do get injured every day. And once upon a time, I was one of those people who oh my God. got injured. Are you um, telling me you're dead and I'm like that kid from the sixth sense and I only do podcasts with dead people? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. That, yeah, that is pretty okay. much the situation. You're the Bruce Willis in this situation. Um, so, or no, I'm the Bruce Willis. Wait a minute. Holy shit, what a twist. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Yeah, it was on the this. old M. Night twist. Yeah. Um, so have you ever heard of, uh, and I'm sure you've seen it before, but I didn't know the name of it until I was researching this episode. Have you ever heard of a chest expander? No, I've heard or of stra- breast implants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Or strand pulling, strand pulling. No, never heard of that. No. Once again, um, I feel like that's <laughs> like wanking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, there have been, you know, various wanking yeah. injuries, uh, uh, reported by various men who shall remain r- remain nameless. They probably there. they probably pretend they're exercise injuries as well, you know. <laughs> um, but basically, it's one of these um, exercise pieces of equipment. Very small. It's kind of like a portable thing that you pull in front of your body. I'm right. doing the hand gesture here, but if if people can can picture it, it's like a bunch of springs. It's like a very tightly coiled springs with handles on either end, and you pull it out with both hands in front of your chest to you know. Um, get muscle uh, tone and 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 build on your strength in your chest. So, and usually. that would be like sort of, yeah, the front of your body. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, right, yeah. Right, people, right. people can use it in various different kind of poses and, and styles. I and feel like, like it's uh, a very old fashioned, like I, I, what I'm picturing is like, you know, that like 1920s, you know, the old yeah. fashioned boxers who'd have their long yes. johns on and you know what I mean? You'd imagine them with the big springy, like, you know, pulling, uh, as you said, like the strand pulling things. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I've never actually Grace, seen one. You're spot on there. Okay. Because uh, not many people know this about me, but my grandfather was, it's not really about me, but it's about my my family. My grandfather was like a karate master, bodybuilding, what? 1930s, 40s, 50s boxer type of dude. And we How inherited kept that some quiet? of stuff. Yeah, oh well, he was, a, he was a great guy. He was very cool, very cool, yeah. interesting character um, who I, you know, knew until I was about, I guess he died when I was about four or five, but he was a great man. Um, and he, we inherited some of his, you know, equipment. You know, there's like boxing gloves and some medals yeah. and things like that. And um, one of the things that I somehow managed to inherit was this chest expander thing. And it was, and I still have it in my parents' house. No. And it was one of those, it was one of those pieces of equipment that, when and, and like this thing it looks like an antique it looks it's very steampunk yeah. it's very kind of like you know 19th century like exercise gym equipment guys with big mustaches and vests and long johns like you say like it's yeah it's, it's exactly that type of type of piece you know the of guys equipment. with like the curling mustache 100%. at the end you know what 100%. i mean i feel like you could go on antique roadshow and sell this or something. <laughs> <laughs> like you should i i'm fascinated by this yeah but it was one of those things that I had in my house growing up that 
and we had various things in our house. We had we had uh, dumbbells, we had a, yeah. a crappy exercise bike and all that sort of stuff in the 90s. But we had this thing that I would often turn to every now and again when I felt like I wanted to get stronger, get in shape. But of course, you know, this was pre-YouTube. You couldn't right. look up like exercises or how to use it or advice or whatever. So like I would just kind of figure out how to use it myself. You know, maybe I'd seen yeah. some like cartoon of a guy using it or something i don't know i don't know you know you can just kind of instinctively start I, using it i feel like you'd have like an instruction manual from the titanic or something that you could look exactly. at exactly you know it, what i mean it's, to it's, do it that's that's what we're talking about you know um and i remember so one time in particular that i was like really hell-bent on getting you know in shape when yeah. i was about 14 and it was 2003 ish i think um, a great year. I was just trying, just trying to get jacked, you know, like yeah. as, as most fourteen-year-old bros do want. And I remember I put myself through this kind of like home DIY, like weightlifting and chest expanding um, <laughs> workout regime. And I remember one night in particular, I went really like hard, you know, when you just go oh, like God, hard, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 feel the burn, uh, no pain, no gain, all that sort of stuff. And um, that was fine. Until the next day, and I went into school. I remember I was in school and I was sitting in class and I had this pain in, in my heart. It felt like my heart was going to explode. I was Jesus. like, I was like, oh my God. And of course, at this stage, I was not in any way connecting the two things. I was yeah. just going, I'm about to have a heart attack yeah. for no reason. What is going I know, on here? Like, I know that's a really serious story, but I am actually picturing you in school in like those long johns and the, the twirling mustache. What could it be? What could it possibly be? <laughs> Ahoy, teacher. Mustache. <laughs> Ahoy, teacher. I'm not very feeling very good in the, in the heart area. <laughs> Connor. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go on. I, I, I'm just, I was, I'm taking I, that well, image out of my head now. Well, it's a good image. I'd keep it in there as long as you want. But I do remember um, I went down to the principal's office and I was like, I, th- I think there's something wrong with my heart. Like, you know, are there's really something going on here. So he sat me down and he took, he, t- he got out a pen and paper and he wrote down the whole situation. And he was like, OK, well, this is very serious. Of course, we're going to have to get you to a hospital or to the doctor as soon as possible. Went to went to the doctor and the doctor was like, Okay, interesting. She checked all my, you know, blood pressure and yeah. heart rate and all that. And then she just lifted my arm. She's like, she's like, let me just lift your arm, my left arm. <laughs> like lifted it like uh like like if imagine I'm kind of flapping my arm now. She's like, like a chicken. Kind of like lift like <laughs> yeah. a chicken. I'm kind yeah. of like like the way a chicken moves their arm. And um I just moved it like a couple of inches and I was like, oh my God, like the Jesus. pain. I could, yeah. I could barely lift my arm because some, for some reason I hadn't thought to like lift my arm. But what had happened was in my vigor of working out by myself at home, 14 years old in my room, trying to get in shape, I tore a pectoral muscle. <gasps> so one of my pecs, one of my rock hard pecs, <laughs> as they're called, <laughs> I tore the the muscle in it Holy. and it was it basically that that is kind of around you know where you would think your heart would be you know what I mean yeah it's, yeah it's not exactly in the in the center of your chest but it's it's around that spot and the pain was just like oh excruciating and tearing any muscle Connor how did you totally. go to school the next day <laughs> thank god you never used like, your left arm <laughs> I know, yeah. you know? <laughs> I never would have known. I never used that arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if only, if only, like, thank God for the doctor. Yeah, just make me move that arm. It's like, what? This thing. But, um. <laughs> I forgot this is there. Jesus. <laughs> the spare one. <laughs> you know. So a, com- a combination of the dumbbells I was using and the, uh, the chest expander just ripped my tre- chest to shreds. So I was Jesus. ripped in the kind of way that you don't want to be ripped. Yeah. Or maybe like, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. People are talking and- about getting ripped. I fucking literally got ripped. <laughs> Did you, like, how long did it take you to get over this, by the way? Like, what like what was the sort of, like, recovery? Yeah, the recovery. Yeah, well, there was, there was, like, kind of, I think there was, like, anti-inflammatories because you get a lot of inflammation when there's, like, yeah. a, a, a an injury like that. There were painkillers. And I want to say, 
Were there steroids? I don't think there were steroids, but there were some medication that aided yeah. in the recovery. And I was kind I think I, I think I had like that one day off school and I think I couldn't carry like a backpack for a couple of days yeah, just because yeah. it was like pretty bad. But it definitely meant that I wasn't rushing back to do push-ups or yeah. um chest extenders or uh dumbbells or anything like that for a while, you know? Yeah. And I think like when I when I do look at my experience like in in the gyms over the years. I can usually point to something like that. I'm sure there's people listening to this going like, oh, geez, man, like, you know, just get over it. Like, you know, you're 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 not doing it right or like, you know, you're going too hard too soon. But I honestly think like that's going to happen to so many people because you're going into it with this kind of desperation of, oh, I have to be bigger. I have to be yeah. stronger. I have to be better. I have to be fitter. I have to look a certain way. And then you're actually putting yourself in danger. And it's yeah. so ironic because yeah. you're 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 setting out on this journey to become fitter and healthier yeah but you're actually making yourself uh sicker and like you know and like can i just healthy. say you know if someone is out there and they're like oh cop on just blah blah the, th- the thing about it is with diet culture and f- in in that we're putting fitness culture we do not say to people slow and steady yeah listen i mean why would you want to be changing your body quickly anyway you need to yeah. do these in slow paces. You need to take care of yourself. You need to be watching a lot of videos before you pick up a weight. And, you know, you need, and by the way, every gym, don't even worry about it. They'll have people walking around supervising. If they see you do a squat wrong, if they see you bend your back too much, they'll be over to you and say, listen, you should walk away from that weight right now because you could do yourself some damage. No, no, no. That's not how gyms work. And that's not no, how diet not. culture work. It's, hey, you want to lose about 20 pounds in about three hours, if that's okay. So do this diet. Or or you're going to want to transform your body, transform your body. If you went from a zero fitness person, we're going to transform your body into a bodybuilder in six weeks. That's the promise we have. That's what diet culture and fitness culture push. So never, ever say, oh, like you should just get over it. No, a lot of people cause themselves injury because we put pressure on people to transform yeah. themselves in a really short time. Transformations, whether inside or out, take years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to become the mature adult that I am today, to become the perfect human being I am today, Connor, took 31 years. But you know what I mean? Like all of these things that we do take a lot of time, whether it's in your career or anything. So I don't know why we assume in fitness and diet that things should be done overnight, but we do. And then people go into gyms, they start using equipment they might have seen one person do, or one person might have shown them for 10 minutes and then they go and do it. And they get injured. I'd say it happens to a lot more people than people realize. And of course, then they blame themselves because they're like, oh, well, I'm the, I got it wrong. Well, actually, no, if you're in a gym, they should have gym instructors walking around all the time, spotting people, making sure they're okay, going over, giving them advice. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. And even if you are at home watching a gym instructor on YouTube doing, you know, pre-recorded yeah. video of a workout, this is the perfect posture. This is how many yeah. reps you're supposed to do. Like, can you imagine you're at home and you're doing some sort of workout and you hurt yourself and you can't yeah. get up and then the video is still playing on YouTube going, great, you're looking great, you're doing great, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, keep yeah, it up. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, I can't move. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, so you're still not getting that exact kind of personal guidance yeah. that you need. And can I just say, so I'm at the moment doing, like, I'm kind of, do you know, I follow this one woman who does the hit workouts and all this sort of stuff, right? I noticed the other day I was doing a workout. Now, I've been doing this for a while now. And there was something that was just, every time I did this one particular exercise, the, my lower back, and it was just a warning sign, but it yeah. is your body telling you something's wrong. And I just knew, I was like, every time I did that exercise, my lower back suddenly, and then I go on to the next exercise, and next thing it would really flare up. So I then went back and looked at that exercise and realized that I had been doing it completely wrong. I thought wow. I was following the way she had done it, but no. And then... There was another time I was doing, I've been doing squats loads or whatever. And I recently started doing a bit of rugby and went to a rugby training. There was obviously no contact during COVID and this before lockdown. But I did a squat and literally the instructor came up and went, oh, you're doing that completely wrong. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. And she went, you're meant to be moving back more on your heels. You're essentially letting your back do the work. And I was like, oh, okay, because I've just been following these fitness people online and assuming I'm doing it right. And when I looked up the woman I am following, who, by the way, I do like her, you know what I mean? She's providing a free service. But I noticed a little, little, 
a disclaimer at the very end of the description of her video. And it was like, please contact your doctor before attempting to do yeah. any new training. And I'll not, although I'm not saying, you know, once again, we all need to take personal responsibility, but I do think at the start of every video, she should be saying in the video, by the way, if you're, because these are extreme workouts. If you are new here, go to a doctor or you're going to want to go and look at my beginner, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like it's that sort of thing where there is a little bit of like people just trying to get to the fit as they can be quicker and then like causing themselves a lot of damage essentially that that's one of the things that was going through my head during the lockdown in particular as well like particularly you know the first lockdown when everything was so new and there was a lot more kind of fear around and everyone was working out at home and everyone was doing these people were out you know training for marathons and they were you know trying to get in great shape while they had all this time off but one of the things that kind of went through my head was like so if you're at home by yourself and you're doing these like intense workouts like you say like the hit workouts or any of the millions ones that are on youtube if you hurt yourself and you're by yourself first of all that's a dangerous situation because you don't have someone to spot you if you're lifting heavy weights you don't have someone to kind of notice oh you're you're lifting that kind of wrong you might damage your back in some way but then if you have to go to the hospital you know during the time when there's a pandemic when people are kind of like trying to avoid going to the hospital as much as possible yeah it's kind of putting you in danger as well and again it's that kind of a bitter kind of irony of you're trying to get healthier, but really you're putting yourself in danger. So it, it, it is a moderation thing and it is kind of taking it a little bit easier. Have you ever gotten a hilarious injury using at-home workout equipment? I was running on a treadmill, tripped, and my pants fell down to my ankles. I felt like a fool, scuffed up my knees real bad. I was doing a dumbbell squat. That's like a squat while holding a dumbbell and I sharded. Like, I thought it was just a fart, but it was actually a shark. And the smell, the smell, my child ran from the room crying because that smell was so bad. I was, I was doing a pull-up and uh, what happened was uh, I, I put the pull-up bar in my door. And as I was pulling up on the upward tra- trajectory, I got an inexplicable erection. Uh, and so the bar had, had, had come down, but my penis had pulled up, uh, traumatized my whole family. Worst Thanksgiving ever. Sure, it's hilarious, but that doesn't mean you have to take it. Here at I Can't Laugh at Myself Law Firm, we sue anything that embarrasses you. Sue the treadmill manufacturer. Sue the treadmill. Sue your trousers. Sue your own asshole. I still smell that smell. In the middle of the night, sometimes I wake up and I can still smell it. You know, it was not natural. Uh, I called up Amazon and they said that there is... Uh, zero correlation between uh, spontaneous erections and uh, their products. But uh, after reading uh, some of the reviews and the comments on the page, I I discovered uh, they were in fact correct. It was a freak incident on my behalf, but I will not stand for that level of humiliation. You don't have to put up with the injury of a bruised ego any longer. Ever since that pull-up, my wife pulled up and out of the driveway, out of my life forever. But um, one of the things that has come up in my research is uh, there's a lot of ore visits from various different types of exercise pieces of equipment. And I have really? some of them here that, oh my God. that I thought we could, okay. we could um, talk about. So these are the... These are the pieces of exercise equipment that make people go to the ER the most. So the first one is resistance bands. So they can snap up and hit you in the eye, which can result in vision loss. That's not something you'd expect from actually. By the way, I would be fuming if I lost vision and had to explain to people, oh, it was a resistance band gone wrong. By the way, this is actually where glasses come in handy. I am a glasses wearer. It would slap off these babies, probably scratch them, but they're protected. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. So that's, so you're, you're actually okay to use resistance bands. I don't wear glasses, so I think I should avoid resistance bands at all costs. (laughs) The next one is yoga mats, which by the way, this has happened to me. Okay. People slip on them and end up in hospital and also get injuries to muscles and joints, wrists especially. This is one thing that I have to say with yoga mats. They're incredibly slippy. And if you're like me and you sweat, (laughs) that 
becomes a real issue very quickly. I've had a number of really embarrassing, like, thank God no one's seen them, but a number of really embarrassing things where I've tried to do a plank and literally <laughs> slid off my arm and hit my head off the mat. What? Like, so you're doing a plank. Hit your head. And you're lying. Up. Well, you kind of fall and you're face oh down. Like, God. No, but like, it's not like, it's big a deal. It's just more embarrassing. But I've done it before where it's like, I've because it, planks always happen at the end of a workout. So you're like sweating. Right. Okay. And like, you're trying to hold your thing, but like, I have a really bad mat at home and it's just really slippy. And literally my arm went one time and I landed. It was just more embarrassing than anything else, but... Listen, um, then I showered afterwards, Connor, just in case you're about to ask. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy that you survived. Um, yeah, but I mean, even just on the yoga mats, like it's the last thing you think would be something that yeah. would hurt. It's it's a piece of foam, you know, yeah. or material on the ground. But I have had those experiences where I've been doing yoga and you're doing these kind of planks where you're more in a push-up position on your hands. Yes. Yeah. And your wrists can get so sore after a while, especially yeah. if, again, if you are kind of a heavy person yeah. starting out on it. Also, they do things like, so with planks, the, you know, the, and this is where it's so funny when I start to think of like the difference between fitness and then like, oh, you wanting to look a particular way. So like yeah. planks obviously are all about the core and everything like that. But you know what they start doing these things called Superman planks. So that's oh. or like or they do like these ones where they're like topsy turvy planks. And you're like, what? And they're like whoopsy dopsy planks. Yeah, side planks, yeah. whatever. And then so like there's this one where you put up your right arm and your left leg. And then, so your all your weight is going on your left arm and your yeah. right leg, and then you reverse. But I started doing that, and I noticed because it was taking so much to hold the weight that I'd be slamming down on my wrist on the other yeah. side to yeah. try and turn it around. So, like, it's this weird one where I'm like, well, what's so wrong with just doing a bloody plank? And, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Realistically, do I need to be able to have the strength of Spider-Man to be able to cr- climb a wall? No, I just kind of want to have a bit of core strength. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not trying to be a superhero here. I'm just trying to get through my day. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's that weird oh, thing totally. where they, it's like you do exercises and suddenly they're trying to like, they're, they're like, oh, do you want to be able to do Cirque du Soleil as well? And you're like, no, but I'd like to be able to do a 30 second plank. Thanks, Mill. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's probably just reflective of people who are doing planks all the day, all day, every day for a living. And they're like, let's make it more interesting. You know, yeah. like, what if there was more <laughs> yeah, yeah, danger yeah, yeah. to doing what a if plank? You, what if you were doing it over an open shark tank? And they're like, oh, that'd be cool. Because then you'd have to hold <laughs> it for a minute or else you die. And they're like, cool, let's do that. Yeah. So it's my first day in the gym. I should do that. Why not? We're all doing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, free weights. So there are actually too many ways to count how you can hurt yourself with free weights, as we all know. Even just working out with them wrong can develop your muscles in weird ways and have you walking around like looking like you're carrying two beer kegs underneath your arms. Uh, Most of the ways you can hurt yourself involved uh, lifting too heavy, uh, rupturing muscles and even discs at some times as well. So, you know, like we all remember Joey and friends lifting the 15 kg uh, weights and yes. getting a hernia you know that's, yeah, that's probably yeah. like a reality for a lot of guys any crossfit bros will tell you you can mess yourself up with a medicine ball with twists and unnatural movements without the guidance of a proper instructor also if you google people getting owned by med- medicine balls it's a fun afternoon <laughs> <laughs> like I it have really a medicine is. ball downstairs oh lads definitely it has it has done something to my lower back like for Are sure you serious yeah not lifting what? it up properly you have to like a box you know that thing you lift with your legs but like if you are and I'm telling you right th- now if you're wrecked during a workout very quickly your form goes you go from being like the first two you're doing it from your legs you're like a frog you know it's beautiful next thing you can start getting really tired yeah. you're sort of picking shit up and just throwing it yeah. around you know what I mean you don't care you're at the point where you like you can't possibly do another squat your you're legs are begging through you. it yeah, exactly. So their form goes out the window. And when you, where did you get your uh, medicine ball? Did you order it online or did you buy it in a shop? I ordered it online. Yeah. Isn't it funny when a big heavy thing like that arrives from like Amazon to your house? Oh. And you feel like you've just ordered this big heavy thing that's been shaped into you know, something visually pleasing. Like I remember the last time I ordered uh, dumbbells and they came to the house. I was like, I've essentially just like ordered two bricks to my house 
uh, that are just in a different shape. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy. It's kind of stupid when you it, think about it. It would just be like, funny to be like, realistically, could I go out to my back garden or anywhere and find something that weighs the same as this yeah. thing and just use it? Like, as like, like no. there certainly is a brick, a spare brick somewhere yeah. that must be 5kg or <laughs> so whatever. No, these, ones are, these ones look nicer. They yeah. feel nicer in your hands. They're a different colour, but they're essentially a brick, you know? Yeah, like, it's so true. And by the way, can I just, for a quick call out to any of the delivery guys, if you're listening, God yeah. bless you. You must be ripped <laughs> because <laughs> if we are all ordering gym equipment, these lads must be essentially picking up medicine balls yeah. and like, like basically weights and like doing it at like tons of times a day and bringing it to your house, squatting down, picking it up, doing it again. I'd say, I'd love to know the injury rate of a delivery driver because that must be like, I'm hoping they get like sort of, I don't know, elite army training on how to lift boxes because those guys like the injury rate must be insane. I wonder, do they go to the gym after work and just like do like zero, zero weightlifting? They're like, oh, no, I already did all my weightlifting. Today. I'm just doing cardio in the gym today. I'd say they do. Actually, they double down on weightlifting because they're like, <laughs> the only way I can get through the day is to be like Arnold, the Arnold Schwarzenegger of lifting up boxes. <laughs> I said, I'd imagine they just go to the gym, pick something up, put it back down, pick something up, put it back down, you know? Uh, pull up bars. Uh, can give you injuries to your wrists and shoulders. Also, if you pull too hard on the way up, you can unhinge the bar and destroy yourself. <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen a video oh. of someone? It's terrible. Uh, it's terrible. It actually is I, terrible. But, like uh, the, uh, I will never buy one of them because the fear, the fear oh of that happening. Have you ever oh. seen the ones that literally people put in their doorway <laughs> and they don't even screw into the door? No. They just extend them they out. They just suction and then it's like a, yeah. jump up. And of course they <laughs> fall. Like it's it's ridiculous. But, you know, we've all been there. We've all yeah. been there. Let's be fair. Yeah. Uh, ellipticals or cross trainers. Um, constant repetitive movements can wear down your joints and muscles. And I remember yeah. in the gym years ago, they used to have this thing. I think it was called a waster. Like it was for working on your waist. And it was just like this thing that you like just twisting your, your hips from side to side. And I was like, if I get, if I have to get my hips replaced by the age of like 40, it would yeah. be because I used that feckin' piece of Stone Age equipment <laughs> yeah. in the gym. Yeah. Jump rope visits uh, for 5% EOR uh, visits for men, 10% EOR visits are for women who are using uh, jump ropes. You can what? get calf and shin splints and even concussions from the rope hitting the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I do my jump rope without a rope. Sorry, like how many times does a rope have to hit the back of your head for you to get a concussion? Well, I was just picturing once, but when you put it like that, it makes yeah, you think like, that it hits once. They're like, oh, feck, okay, it won't happen again. And then like 20 times later, they're like, okay, I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> Like, you know, when you're like, how bad is your technique that you're not <laughs> updating how high the jump rope is going? Also, maybe rope. you're just too tall for that jump rope. Get a longer rope. Um, no, I do think um, Connor's phantom jump rope will really help that situation go down. Uh, I'm going to start selling phantom jump ropes. It's going to be like the emperor's new clothes. I'm going to sell, you know, invisible jump ropes. Just the handles. Actually, you can get that. You can get just the handles. And th it's like an electronic thing and it measures how many reps and calories you're getting. Oh so it, my God. It, it exists. It actually already exists. They beat me to it. How much uh, does that I know, cost? I know because I own one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't own one, but you know, yeah. uh, they're very expensive as well. I love if they were like, I'd love that, you know, they calculated being like, at this, at this rate, you're giving yourself a concussion because you're not going high enough. <laughs> if there was a real rope attached to this, you'd be out cold by now. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <gasps> Exercise bikes, uh, they're a favourite at home. They're the second yes. most uh, dangerous one that can cause permanent knee, torso and back injuries. What? I torso? Torso, yeah. I suppose because you're like, like, you know, that repetitive motion of like bashing your hips up into your abdomen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or your, your thighs into your abdomen. And I have seen uh, them in, in real life. I've seen them come undone, the handlebars and people falling forward and <gasps> folding themselves in half. I oh, have seen that with my own eyes. 
it's uh because it's this it, they're, they're just tightened with like knobs like you know and if you're constantly moving yeah. those knobs are just gradually getting looser and looser and people are like pushing forward they get folded over on themselves also it is a thing of like setting something up at home you know what i mean you might oh be the God, best yeah. at setting that up you know what i mean like anything yeah. like that is just gonna eventually fall apart but anyway go on <laughs> or turn into a clothes horse at some stage oh fantastic we've yeah. all had those we've all had those um and then the crown jewel of exercise injuries, 36% of equipment related ER visits, more than more than one in three workout related ER visits in 2016 involved running and treadmill machines. Jesus. So you are that is insane. That is absolutely it's, insane. It's actually it's a it's very rampant in America, like uh, or all over the world. Anyone who has a treadmill, they're the most popular home exercise piece yeah. of equipment, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. So that I guess that would make sense that they would also be the one that have the most injuries, but like kids get involved and they mess with them and they they hurt themselves. Uh, there's a lot of videos online of people just like jumping onto treadmills that are like set to the highest speed and like absolutely destroying themselves. Jesus. Um, for some reason, when when someone falls on a treadmill, the treadmill pulls their dressers down. <laughs> It pulls their trousers down. So it's like adding insult to injury. <laughs> it's so adding insult to injury. Um, I like this is a horrible thing. People can really injure themselves, but it's so funny to see it. Like that's the problem with home exercise machines as well. There's no dignity to the way you're injuring yourself. <laughs> There's just such a lack of dignity to it. And one other thing I want to mention, because we mentioned this before, Connor is going to have to pronounce it for me. Again, it's rhabdo... Rhabdo... Rhabdomyolysis. <laughs> rhabdomyolysis. It's essentially a condition of that can come from overexercise <laughs> and can do a lot of damage to your muscle. A friend of mine is an ER nurse, an absolute hero, uh, one of the frontline workers, fair play to her. When she listened to her CrossFit episode, she sent me a message saying, I've seen an increase in these cases coming into the ER and they're usually young men. And she had one man who came in twice with the same issue. And them trying to say to them, if you continue to do this, you're going to do huge damage to your muscle and your ability to build muscle. So I think even like when you're talking to people who can get injured, starting off um, exercising and stuff like that, it also is a thing of like this sort of obsession that can come across, particularly young men in building muscle. You, please just listen to your body. Your body's going to send you signals when things are wrong, whether it's a little, a dull little pain or a sharp pain that suddenly comes out of nowhere. It's telling you that something isn't quite right and listen to it or else you can do yourself a lot of damage. Yeah, and if someone tells you to work through the pain or no pain, no gain, you can tell them to go feck off and listen to Fad Camp. <laughs> yeah. Or you can tell them, well, do you want to donate to my hip replacement that I'm eventually going to have to get in 10 years time? <laughs> no pain, no hip replacement. That's what I say, you know. Well, um, so there is a story from the news from a few years ago Um Silicon Valley was shocked at the sudden death of SurveyMonkey.com CEO Dave Goldberg in 2015, husband of Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg. According to various media reports, Goldberg died of massive head trauma when he fell while working out on a treadmill in a hotel fitness center in Mexico. It turns out treadmills are the cause of many more accidents that don't get nearly the publicity of yeah. Goldberg's. Yeah, this was a huge story. I remember it so clearly because it was probably the first time, like because obviously it's incredibly sad, uh, but he was such a high profile person that I think these kind of injuries, obviously people don't really talk about them. They're kind of considered freak accidents. But what happens to someone like him kind of makes, shows you that actually probably a machine like this is a little more common than we'd like to think. And it was like, it was just such big news at the time, obviously, because like particularly Sheryl Sandberg, you know, is very famous for her lean in book and everything like that. So for this sort of accident to happen to a person who's so wealthy and like, once again, it's nothing to do with this is just a machine he was using. But it they're so common. It can happen to anyone. Um, and he just obviously slipped and fell and hit his head in a certain way. Yeah. And um, they're like all all treadmills are equipped with an emergency stop switch yeah. activated by pulling a cord and removing a magnetic con contact um and in a lot of places they'll actually tell you oh you need to have a thing connected to you so if you if you come a certain distance away from the treadmill it will be disconnected it's like a little cord that you wear oh, around really? your, yeah it's like a little tag and i think the very first few times i went to the gym they, they they insisted oh you have to wear them you're not allowed on the machines if you wear them 
but I think it's kind of like that, like, you know, wiping down a machine in the gym. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's the right thing to do, but not everyone does it. Like, you know, some people do. Um, uh, so. But I, do you know, it was funny because that you say that because, um, I've never seen that. Never seen that in a... Rainy, yeah. Um, yeah. And also I saw a fact today just for anyone because the wipe down thing, which are probably now after after this pandemic will yeah. become much more rigid. But I do you remember when I started going to gyms in my teens, that was a bigger thing. Everyone had a towel. Everyone, you know, wiped it down. There wasn't really any sprays around or anything like that, but you wiped it down with your towel. Yeah. But let me sh- read this fact out because it's just disgusting. Gym treadmills and exercise bikes contain 7,752 times more bacteria than the average toilet seat. That is so upsetting to me. The amount of of like uh, statistics about germs that use toilet seats as being the lesser of the two evils just makes things. Toilet seats aren't really that bad. Do you not think? (laughs) Well, apparently not. Like what? What? What's happening with your toilet seat that makes it such a gleaming... (laughs) Well, apparently, well, according to these stats, apparently it's immaculate, but with the treadmill, yeah, like, I mean, what, is that probably a combination of, like, the bacteria from people's shoes and, and, you know, oh, I just think the city? I think it's sweat. Sweat, just sweat, getting all that. Sweat, spit, you know, there's a lot, like, when you see people at treadmills, they really are pumping, <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, like, think of your breath and think of your spit, you know what I mean? Like, realistically, <laughs> there should always be a spray nearby and you're spraying it down every time you use it i did not see that before the pandemic was happening i might have seen one or two things as a spray that i might use but like it really wasn't and even i feel like gyms were much more strict on the whole towel policy a few years ago but then uh, the last few years it just wasn't uh, like i just saw people going around no towel and it wasn't a problem never anything said to them i imagine things will change a lot after this pandemic i Um, think a lot of these problems we're talking about are much more common in um, city gyms, big yeah. gyms where there's lots of people. Because I think I used to go to kind of more local suburban uh, gyms where there'd kind of be like, you know, there'd be one treadmill, one exercise bike. Right. And, you know, there'd be like maybe a trainer who'd be there on hand. But then when you go into the city centre, like, you know, I think I went to like the Ben Dunn gyms in um, in town when I was living in uh, the city centre and like, it was the busiest I've ever seen a gym. Like, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 it would, ne- there would never be a quiet time when it was there. It would yeah. always have like a few hundred people in it at a time and like two people kind of working on the desk. You know what I mean? Yes. So how are they yeah. going to go around, make sure everyone's wiping the machines, make sure everyone's yeah. being safe with their workouts and make yeah. sure people are wearing these like uh, cords that like some people like yourself have never even heard of, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. the safety cords. That's um, one thing because Benton Gym in Ireland, anyway, just if, if there's any international listeners, I'm we welcome you. Um, Benton Gym is a quite a, a, one of the cheapest gym options yeah, in Ireland. Affordable. And they <laughs> definitely keep that number down with by the very limited amount of staff that I would ever see in that, oh, in that place. Time, yeah. Completely. And by the way, I'm always like, so who's your first, like, if someone has a massive injury? Where are your staff? Because I, I'd say max I'd ever see about four or five staff. And that place is packed out. Packed like absolutely off. packed out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just according to the Consumer Product Safety Commission, there were at least 10 treadmill recalls in the previous decade, mostly due to unexpected speed change, changes that would cause a fall. In 2008, Cybex International recalled several several models of its treadmill after receiving 24 reports of unexpected speed changes. But even when these machines were operating perfectly, they can be dangerous. Treadmills are powered by electric motors that turn conveyor belts. The operator either walks or runs at the speed of the belt. All treadmills are equipped with an emergency stop switch activated by a pulling a cord and removing a magnetic contact. While the device is effective, casual observations at health clubs where treadmills are in use suggest few operators attach the cord to their bodies as recommended, as Connor said. People will have spotters when lifting weights, but will often work out alone when essentially operating heavy machinery. That is so true. Like, I would never have anyone spot me at a treadmill. <laughs> no, not at all. And like, what Asking are they going to do? Catch you? They're going to catch you if you get like launched, <laughs> launched across the gym. 
hey, buddy, can you uh, stand behind me at the treadmill there just in yeah. case I go flying back, okay? Like, Thanks. no, absolutely not. <laughs> you're I've on your own, YouTube sister. Videos. Yeah. And also, while you're at it, keep your pants on. <laughs> Okay, so now it's time for our bullshit diet news of the week. Grace, breaking news. Turns out Donald Trump is fat. And that what? is a big problem for people. Yeah. What? I know. Oh my God. I know. It's shocking. It's shocking. It really is. Now, this is a difficult one for me because I can't express strongly enough how I despise everything about Trump. Okay, I really, really do. Just in case anyone thinks I'm like empathizing with him nope. or uh, any anything he stands for, I absolutely despise the guy. And as we record this episode, it's election week. And hopefully by the time people hear this, Trump will it's be actually, gone. It, it feels like it's election month. <laughs> it's it been really election does. year. <laughs> uh, Biden has been at 253 in terms of the electoral college or whatever it's called. For I, I pretty much feel like since last Christmas, it has oh been God. the longest election results I've ever seen in my it's life. It's so dry. It's yeah. at a snail's pace. It really yeah. is. And and if But if somehow Trump gets through this um, and remains the president, I just want to say to the listener, are you okay? It's only yeah. going to be another four years. Like we'll get through it somehow. Yeah. But he hopefully will. he is gone. Um, and as I said, I despise the man and everything he's done. Jesus, I'm really just spewing a lot of hate here. I don't mean to sound so uh, hateful, but I think I have what? been on Twitter. Connor, it's okay. Like I'm, is this it? is the one time. There's few things. Dictators, I'm like, it's okay to hate a dictator, babes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Exactly. And like, I think it's probably reflective of the fact that I have, you know, to my own detriment, been on Twitter a lot recently yes. or this week, like a lot of yeah. people have. And, uh, but one of the things that's come to my attention during this week uh, is this trend of people, uh, insulting Trump by calling him fat, obese, yeah. overweight, and um, they're doing it in lots of different ways. Um, yeah. To be fair, I have noticed this in the past on shows like The Daily Show and John Oliver. He's such a villain that you just want to take any chance you can to put him down. And I totally get that. Yeah. And the easy target in a lot of cases for people is his weight. You know, it's it's yeah. just a really like it's a typical thing. It's like, oh, you're fat, you know, like, yeah, I don't like yeah. the way you run the country. Uh, you're fat, screw you. <laughs> um, the first post I noticed this week uh, was someone saying something like, if Trump wants to get to 270, he can go to the gym and lose 50 pounds. Oh. And like, I'll admit when, when I, I chuckled to myself when I first saw that, because I was kind of in that mob mentality yeah. of like, screw him, I hate him. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's fat. He's fat. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then it honestly wasn't until I saw some other people commenting, saying things like, OK, I get it. Look, you hate Trump. We're all angry. So do I. But resorting to fat shaming and name calling is it's only going to hurt people in larger yeah. bodies who see these comments and get hurt by them, you know, yeah. because we all want to hate Trump together. But if we're like, you know, overweight ourselves, then like we can't exactly get in on that, uh, yeah. you know, uh, joke. Um, <clears throat> then I started to notice it much, much more. I don't know. Did you see Anderson Cooper on CNN? Oh, stop. And you, that's bit, that's yeah, a, that comment was, re- I, it's so upsetting because I, I admire him so much. And then I just think and, like, oh, so, well, you can tell the comment now actually. But sorry, yeah, no, well, I, I was just going to agree. Like, so uh, for anyone who didn't see it, uh, Anderson Cooper, who is great in so many ways, uh, said, you know, and it was, it was, it was kind of a, a, a cathartic kind of funny moment because you're seeing these very professional people kind of break character, you know, for yeah. a moment. And he said, Trump is like an obese turtle on his back. Uh, like, you know, in, in kind of a desperate kind of way of clinging on to uh, his presidency. And, you know, I really like turtles. That's the thing of mine. Like, <laughs> I am a big fan of turtles. So like, you know, let's ease My uncle there. was a fat turtle and I don't understand <laughs> yes. why I'm, he's getting such hate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not all fat turtles are the same. <laughs> <laughs> but underneath this hard turtle shell is a soft, vulnerable uh, interior. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I mean, it's just, I get it. You know, the bottom line is what does being fat or looking a certain way have to do with being a fascist or racist or misogynist yeah. or a dictator? There's plenty of evil people in the world who hit the gym every day. Like yeah. Hitler was absolutely ripped. Ripped. You know, St- Stalin <laughs> was shredded. Oh, bits, stop know? it. He loved that. What was the called thing that y- he got b- plenty of torn pecs in his time oh, from overexercise. His pecs were, were more shredded than mine. 
And, you know, there and, and, and there's going to be people who are overweight on the Democratic side of the election. And, yeah. you know, one thing I've been trying to get trending this week is uh, hashtag fat on both sides. You know, there is fat <laughs> on both sides. It shouldn't matter what you look like. It yeah. should only matter what you say and do in politics. Yeah. And by the way, as he said, if you want to be better than Trump, be better than Trump. What would he do to use something against someone? He called them fat. He'd be that bully. Oh, totally. Look at the way he described Hillary Clinton. Look at the way he described yeah. women. If he doesn't wasn't physically attracted to them, he basically called them pigs. And you think you're going to be better by calling him fat? If anything, it doesn't matter. Like you just say, well, sure, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter what Hillary Clinton looks like. Do you know what I mean? Regardless of whether you like her or not, it actually shouldn't matter what she looks like. We say this about women all the time when people use their looks against them or try to in some way put them down because their looks. It's the same way with Trump. You shouldn't really be putting him down because of his looks. You should be putting him down because, quite frankly, he's a fascist, racist, misogynist, and he's trying to do very bad things in the world. Um, Yeah, so if anyone's out there, by the way, and even listening, and you are a fat or in a larger body or anything like that, you don't deserve to be having to listen to these things. You're a fantastic person. Um, you're probably a gorgeous ride as well. So don't, you know what I mean? I'm just going to say that. I don't even know you and I like you. <laughs> so, um, you know, but that's it. You should just please be better than Trump. Everyone. That's the way it should be. You know. Awesome. And that's our bullshit diet news of the week. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Fag Camp. Brought to you by Grace Mulvey, Connor Dowling, and producer and sound engineer extraordinaire Darren Lee. With new episodes released every two weeks, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. If you want to get in touch with the show, email us at fadcamppodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and Twitter at fadcamppodcast. <laughs>